everybody, and oh my gosh, it is incredible to be back on Third Man In. We're calling this episode one of season three. I think is the okay. safest way to do it because it's been a long yeah, break. It's, I don't know the I, I don't know the numbers anymore. Yeah, I like it's. It, we were somewhere in the forties, I think, is where we left off, but. You know, fucking who knows. And Ovi just scored a goal. All right, yeah, we are watching, as we record this, we're watching the Carolina-Washington game. Um, he just scored a power play goal at the uh, halfway <laughs> point of the first. Never happens. And that's, so you know, I, that syncs up with, with Tom Wilson's uh, whole theory that he's the best goal scorer because you David... Think it was, you think it was Tom Wilson? It was Tom Wilson who said that. I don't know if it was I, David Pasternak. Yeah, well, well, it was. It was on. So if, if you're just listening, uh, if you're you're not online or on Twitter as much as most of us, David Pasternak obviously left his Twitter logged in somewhere in the East bubble and uh, <laughs> tweeted out, "I think Tom Wilson is the greatest goal scorer in the NHL," <laughs> and uh, obviously, like the ninety percent chance. It would be tweeted by Tom Wilson, but then there's a couple other people who are like the ten percenters. Are like, you know, maybe this is like a long con. Maybe it's one of his teammates. Maybe it's somebody else just randomly picked Tom Wilson. Maybe I mean it. It could be Marchi. Like it sounds like something yeah, Marchand yeah. would do. I, um, I, but there's also a long con I want to talk about later. But there's so much hockey. Yeah, we, it's we, a long con in baseball that I want to really talk about. But we'll, we got to get through a bunch of hockey because hockey's back. It, it's real. We're watching it as we speak. I guess we just gave it away. We're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon or a Wednesday evening. Yep. And right in front of me, I see Alex Ovechkin's uh, glorious, timeless face with a chiseled tooth there. Uh, <laughs> just popped one in. And uh, also uh, some breaking news in the hockey world. Mike Babcock has a job. What? Literally three seconds ago. University of Vermont. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, interesting that Babcock, like, I think he could have got a job somewhere to pro league. Don't know what's up with, and it doesn't look like he's the head coach. Looks like he's just on the bench with the University of Vermont. You know what? But but I think that that's something that has to happen. Um, yeah. We talked about this a lot. Um, I think that you know, based on everything we've heard, it's obvious like that to an extent. Mike Babcock was a bit of a toxic yeah. guy, and um, I think that if he's ever going to work again, it has to be something like this. It has to be taking a bench job somewhere and kind of plugging away as an assistant who has obviously the guy's got a bunch of hockey knowledge, but it's just that he's not the, the like the commanding voice in the room. That there's some that there's other checks and balances before Mike Babcock. You know, I I, I could, like that idea. It but. could be a way to maybe unlearn some learned behaviors throughout his career. That's the only thing I can think here because he definitely doesn't need the money. The Leafs yeah. will be paying him for I don't know yeah, the yeah. next four years. So yeah, I just thought that was interesting. University of Vermont, but uh, to actually get started, like what we're Is back. That where he went was that his alma mater. Yeah, well. Was, Pardon me? Uh, I know he's a he's a McGill guy, man. Right. Yeah, he's the the McGill tie, and the, geez, if you like, if you go around the campus of McGill, it's not or like the gift shops and stuff. It's not hard to find something. Well, I don't know since he'd gotten the job with the Leafs, but years ago, like during the Olympic crazy stuff, uh, it wasn't hard to find Mike Babcock stuff in McGill, whether it's like a book or a photo or anything for sale in the gift shops up around there. So. Uh, big, big McGill guy. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then he also did a year at U, U Saskatchewan and, uh, 
Yeah, feels okay. like a hundred years ago he was traded it or traded. Jesus Christ, fired it. Like it, feel, it literally it feels, feels like a well, hundred I mean, years. Been, we've lived three lifetimes it's, since then. It's kind of like it, it's closer to a year than fresh news, though. It is. It's, it's, well, it was November, right? Yeah. So it's like we're in. We're, we're touching August with the tip yeah. of our fingers here. So it it it, it is wild. Uh, it's nice to be back. It's good to be back. We, it's good we to see kinda, you, man. I yeah, you too. We haven't seen each other since March. Haven't seen each other in person since March. When we did the whole reckless thing, like I came back from a trip, you came back from a trip, COVID yep. was on the island, I had a sore throat, you went to the dentist. Yeah, there was like it was a bunch of, but it was I had just come back from New York. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it was just like all those things where we were just like, okay, so we're gonna you get know, one in. Had had we learned what we learned about this virus after that, I, I remember thinking like. Yeah, we probably shouldn't have did that. We were lucky that nothing yeah. worse came from what it was. I uh, I had a scare there in uh, March, shortly after I'd come back. I'd picked up a, a, a strand of strep throat, oh, but okay. it was like the fever and the sore. And it, this was very early, and so like you read the first warning signs were like loss of uh, flavor, smell, a sore throat, and a fever. And I was like, three out of four, three <laughs> out of four, three. I was like. And uh, I got to give it like it was really this was like very fresh and new in in, in Canada scene stuff had uh, just started to close down. So as I was like phoning the public health offices and stuff, they were like, well, don't come in. We don't want to we don't want to see you. But they did a great job phoning me back and talking me off of a cliff. And they were like, well, there's not a lot of tests to go around right now. They're mostly for the health professionals. This was like the 18th of March. They were like, but if we were at all worried about you, you'd have gotten a test by now. So we're not, so you shouldn't be. So, but, uh, yeah, that was the, the kind of the biggest fright I got throughout all this was like, right when it was out the gate, it was like, well, not only am I dying, uh, God knows between here and Cornerbrook, how many people I had been in contact with. Right. Yeah. It was, uh, it was spooky. All things considered, I think Newfoundland did pretty well, knock yeah. on wood. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you know, maybe we'll get on. Have you been on skates? Yeah, recently? I skated. Oh, been... I, I played two weeks ago. Oh, okay, how was it? It was amazing. Oh yeah. Um. Oh my god, it was great. Gonna we have went... to learn again. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh. Well, I I, we, I played. I had a two hour skate a couple Fridays Ooh. ago. It was incredible. You know, we showed up to the rink. We all just wore base layers. We went in, sat in chairs along like the inside of the rink. Okay. Um. Got you know, got gear on there. Home dressers, a couple guys dressed at home, put on their bottoms at See, home. That's what's that's we, what kind of scares me the most. We I made think fun I would, of them. Well, not even <laughs> the making fun part. I'm a like <laughs> hockey global gear. global pandemic. I'm yeah. still chirping home dressers. I, like <laughs> hockey gear to me is like it's very new, it's very fresh concept, and it's like I feel kind of clumsy in it. So all I can think is like. I'm going to be the guy that tries to home dress and then gets in a fender bender because I'm not quite sure how to drive with all this no. on. I mean, I think it's um you, you, it's fine. And then you, you just you just put on your bottoms, just, right? Like just, just imagine just put dude. on your bottoms, leave off your skates till you get there. It's just pants and and just pants and shin pads. Yeah, the, but my thing is like the yeah, the shin pad thing is like, I just imagine like getting in a fender bender and the dude gets out of the car to me and I got I'm dressed to play hockey from the bottom Man. down and then he'll chirp you for being a home dresser that's a, that's as he a, should that's a viz that's yeah, a visual yeah I know like right I still, I still it cracks me up though to think that yeah it's a global pandemic rinks have been shut down for months we're still chirping guys for dressing at home when they hey come we in. had it on fairly good authority that a Leafs legend in the Hall of Fame might 
be a home dresser? Uh, I'm pretty sure I, I, don't I, I called him. Anybody? I, I'm pretty sure I called him out to his face and he rebutted it. Oh, did he? You were there. Oh, I can't remember all. I can't remember all these details. Yeah, no, uh, but I, I, I chirped. I chirped Dougie Gilmore and called him a home dresser. Oh, but if you were Dougie Gilmore, would you even own up to it, or would you just be like, "Damn, you try it once, and this yeah. guy is grilling me at Club One or wherever we were." It was on air. We were live streaming. Oh, and really? I called him okay. Out. Yeah, I was like, did you home dress this morning? Because I saw you early. He's like, no, I had a game at eight. I was like, all right, sure you did. <laughs> It's like uh, I walked in 9.30 and you were walking around with like your sneakers and your bottom gear. And he was like, no, I had a game at 8. And I'm like, all right. All right, Dougie. I'm sure you did. And then we use it as a segue for you to tell that story you heard about how he had like snuck in. Oh, uh, yeah. Snuck yeah, into, Maple, yeah. In, in, into the game and his gear. But speaking of a bunch of guys uh, having to sneak around downtown Toronto, uh, let's get talking about this bubble. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I got to say, I think I think it's the only, like, you know, obviously it's working. We're seeing hockey being played here. Um, it's weird. It's weird to watch. Like, I'm watching these games, and I'm just like, is this like Latvia, Belarus, and the round <laughs> robin of the world juniors? Like, just, nobody's there. You're just missing the car in the, yeah, it's in like, the it's, corner. It feels like one of those, like, Eastern European, like, Spengler Cup or, like, early round robin games that nobody goes to. So here's the counterpoint on that. I was watching uh, yesterday afternoon. Um I went for a run and watched the Penguins Philly game, and it felt to me it was like, why is there an out? Like it, it looked like an outdoor game because the fans are never in the frame yeah. of the ice shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked like an outdoor game. But the weirdest thing was, it was like I flicked it on. It's like, yeah, okay, there they go. You don't know really what to expect. I'll talk about that game a little bit more in a second. But I was like. The only thing that this is missing for it not to be an outdoor game is like I don't hear Doc Emmerich yelling, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was pretty strange. Uh, I never thought about how much noise the fans are of a hockey broadcast. Yeah. I cannot imagine how difficult it is to do play by play off of a monitor, not in the rink, which the uh, the guys are doing right now uh for a lot of broadcast teams they're doing them off i've monitors. seen them in the in the rinks uh there's a couple in the rinks there's a couple doing it off monitors okay. yeah and it's it, it was uh you don't really and also i think it was chris cutberth who's back with sports yeah, he's, now. He, i saw cutberth he and in the rink in the rink yeah. they were talking about uh how difficult it's going to be because you really use that crowd noise as a little bit of a reprieve and you kind of let that space fill out how you're telling the story. Yeah. So I there's mean, just I know, infinite dead air. Yeah, like you you can let that crowd noise go. Like think of how many great times you've counted down the final seconds of something. Mm-hmm. You get to think of it like this year, Stanley Cup goes to seven games. Okay, I got And you've got this. and you've got a, a team with a couple goal lead or something and you know like this hard-fought battle is coming to an end and a lot of times like if you're in the home rink you're like okay and I'll let the crowd take you. I've heard guys let that go oh, for yeah. like the better part of the last minute of yep. the game just let the crowd's excitement carry it. And yeah, like it's going to be like, and just listen to that crowd so, go, and you're going to hear like one Zamboni driver scratching his ass. Like New- Newfoundland's Bob Cole was our own, was the best at that. Like yeah. just, and he would have that voice and be like, "They're going wild here in Montreal," and you wouldn't hear them for geez, 15, 20 seconds, and all you would, it's almost like the crowd knew he was saying it because they'd get louder. But it's just fifty odd years of knowing, knowing how those moments, that, yeah, no, yeah, knowing what when that's going to come. Here's the one but thing, the other though, thing too is like delay, but the other hey? thing but the other thing too is that like 
the crowd, like there's also ambient mics around the around the rink. And yeah. so, like, they're turning those I, up yeah, when he yeah, goes back, guess, too, right? I guess but, that would be a cue for the... And, know, I mean, the same way they're pumping in crowd noise then. Uh, one thing I noticed, though, you mentioned, like, it's Game 7 Stanley Cup. As of right now, and as of, I guess, the play-in rounds, and, and, and unless it's monitored later, uh, because of the language that some people, yeah. coaches and all that stuff, there's a delay. Yeah. So there's, I think it was, it was, it was like a, a multi-minute, like a minute and a half or something. Or Oh, I hadn't, it, I hadn't realized it was that it was, long. Yeah, but. it was like, so, or maybe it was 50 seconds or something. But all I was thinking was like, okay, there's few media people in the building, and then if there's a 50-second delay, the overtime, because we're going to get an overtime. Like yeah. it's the play. So how is that going to work? Because over here, sometimes the East Coast feed, like, but you're, you're talking, but you're, but you're saying yourself, like, the buys are well, like calling games to monitors. Yeah, there, there are still like, uh, what, oh, what's the guy's name? I mean, someone in the rink, like, uh, Sportsnet, not Sportsnet. Yeah. TSN had Masters, like, up in the upper bowl. He was just sitting there with a mask on. Yes. Yeah. Like, so you, if you're on Twitter, I guess, and, and all of a sudden there's an overtime, and it's like, oh, Carolina scored and won it in overtime, and you're watching, it's like, holy shit, counting yeah. down type of thing. I, I just think there is a little bit of wiggle room for a, a spoiler there if you're like me. I like, think so, for sure. But, I mean, there's always that chance of, like, being on a delay. Or, well, that's, or, that happens a lot in Newfoundland, too. I mean, I, I've, I use the... I use the web app, the Game Center Live is how I watch my games. So I, I, and I'm pretty online. I'm more online than most when I'm watching the Leafs. So I've seen a bunch of being like, oh shit, Engvall scores here. Like, well, I wonder how he gets it. And sometimes I've seen like, he's not even on the ice and I've read a guy scoring a goal and I'm like, oh, okay. The next shift he comes out and it's like, all right, I got it now. I've seen, I've had that happen too. Obviously it hasn't been like a, you know, finals overtime kind of moment, but I mean like. The thing is, is that we all have to like understand that we're getting to watch hockey, and for the next co- next month at least, we're going to see a lot of it, yeah. and then we're still going to see a fair amount. And yeah. um, you know, it's it's really interesting to see how it's all going to play out, and obviously everything's going to be a little bit different. But I think we're there. I think if they made it through phase three or whatever to get to this stage, there's no turning back. They are finishing this season in this scenario right now. I would hope so. I I really hope. Look, if Major League Baseball hasn't called yeah. it after 17 guys on the Marlins, well, here's the thing. Like, though. there's no like if if they haven't done that. If that I mean, was any much, other team, how much of a fuck up does Rob Manfred have to be for me to be like, oh man? If only they had Gary Bettman in charge. <laughs> I I literally think if that was any other team, the major league major league baseball, like if that was the Yankees or the Bo Sox or uh, I don't know, I, man. I can't believe how quickly the Toronto Blue Jays turned into like the Toronto Pigeons, where they're scouring for whatever shelter will let them in. And they went to Buffalo of a, <laughs> once again scouring for yeah, whatever yeah. shelter would let them in. Somebody messaged me about how hard we are on Buffalo. Eh? I should stop. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so Wayne, the Wayne Simmons trade when he waved his oh, no right. trade. Yeah, somebody was like, what have you got against Buffalo? And I'm like, I don't know, not much. But, like, I just listened to what everyone who's ever been to Buffalo have told me. I um, 
I've never been to Buffalo, so I can't I can't really talk about it. But like the chicken wings, I saw it from I saw it from across the river. Once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the falls. Forgot. I went to Niagara Falls and forgot to bring my passport. It was like the dumbest shit. I thought you were going to say I forgot the name of Niagara Falls. No, it's I went called it a river. I guess it is the Niagara it's, River. It's the Niagara yeah. River. And then it goes into the falls. I wasn't like on the falls. Oh, I was no. on like across like Buffalo's across the river. Yeah. You ever do the made of the mist stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah. wild, huh? Yeah, I did it. Like I was in Niagara Falls once, and my wife is there. My she was my girlfriend at the time, yeah. um, and she was there for a conference. And um, I flew up. We had a bunch of points. It was going to be a hotel room in Niagara Falls for a week and stuff. Um, and her family was is in. She had her, her brother was in London at the time. So we were like, okay, we'll fly up. Like I'll fly up on points. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll split the hotel room for the for the week and stuff. I'll just fuck off kind of around, and then we'll rent a car and go to London for the weekend and fly back. Nice. I was like um, in the Made so, of the Mist tour. They tell you about the guy that goes down over it in a barrel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it was, it was good. It's just, I ended up like, just, just like wandering around the tourist trap parts of Niagara Falls by myself for a week. Like I did so many haunted houses in the day by myself. So you're the only one going through. I'm the only one going through <laughs> and like, and like, it was one of those things where like a couple of them were actually just like pitch black. Okay. And so I was just like, literally like, then there wasn't a group. There was no kind of like whatever. And I guess they like turned that, like turned it even blacker, but like, I literally couldn't see it was walking into walls. Oh, wow. So I'd like would haul up my phone and turn on the flashlight and like, you'd hear some gruff voice being like, no lights. And I'd be like, buddy, like I literally can't <laughs> one, see. Where, where are you for one? Yeah. Yeah. No light. It's like yeah. that Simpsons gag yeah. or the, the, but anyway, yeah. Uh, but that was the one time I was at Niagara Falls and went on, on made of the mist and it was fine. It was yeah. good. Big, big fan of the made of the mist. I haven't been up there in a, a in a while, I haven't kind of done the trip from from the, the oh, this Toronto was, to this the... would have been, this would have been like 2014 or something. Oh, this was okay. a while back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a long time ago now that I think always wanted it. to see them when they were frozen. Sometimes they freeze. The, no, this was this was this was great. It was like yeah. end of sep- late September, early okay. October. Yeah, that's the like, best time to go up. It was gorgeous there. It was amazing. Um, How do we get on Niagara Falls? We were talking, we're about, talking the about We were talking about the bubble and and then the Jays playing in Buffalo. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, anyway, that's where we got it. But anyway, back to the bubble. Um, the thing that I find really, and you were talking about this too, like the thing that's so funny is how they're like going out of their way to make sure uh, like Toronto and Edmonton don't have like any real home ice advantage. So like they put the Habs in the Leafs dressing room last and night. And the Bruins, the Bruins were in there the other day for a practice. And, and I know that, I saw yeah, Pasternak yeah. like uh, shared a picture so where he like it crossed it's out. It's so funny logo. because last night the Habs literally went the wrong way. There's a video of like Carey Price walking him out and then he, Disappears off screen for like, I don't know, a third of a second. I was like, nope, wrong way, boys, turn around. Which is like, I think they've kind of galaxy brained this whole thing. It's like, nobody gets a dressing room. I understand that. There's how many fucking teams in each bubble? 12 and 12. So yeah, you can't really afford to give you guys, anybody, a permanent dressing room. Yeah. However... Maybe, and the other thing is that maybe uh, split it up by divisions. Division this splits because they're all nice rooms. N- no, no, they're they're nice rooms, but they're not like. I mean, if you watch any kind of pregame stuff, yeah, there yeah. is one room that is like the room with the crest on the floor and it's all carp is just gorgeous and it's mahogany lockers and everybody leaves their stuff. And then the other one is like cinder block see, walls. I know, I know they just, don't want know. see the thing is like they, they can't, they quite literally can't have everybody leaving their stuff. I just think it would be kind of 
really frustrating. Like, just not knowing what fucking locker room you're going to each day. I mean, it's, you know, who cares? It's the same uh, thing as being on the road. You're on the road. It's true. a long road trip. Now, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, that's one way of looking at it. I'm sure when you come down to, right now we're at 24 teams. Yeah. When it comes down and you get to eight teams, yeah. if you're at, you know, eight, like, even when, like when you're at four a conference, you might start seeing them go, okay, and we're going to assign kind of. Room, room one, room two. And that's the other you thing. See, is as of right now, as, here's the, but I think they're going to no change the whole plan. I think no one gets the nice one then. I think they're going to change the whole plan too, by the way. As right. of right now, they when they announced the whole plan and whole strategy, the idea was that when they got to the conference and finals, they were moving everybody to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they can do it. There's been like a spike in Alberta. Like they have, they have completely like the curve is back. Um, It's, you know, like with what's happening in Alberta, I don't know if they're going to want to, I think they're going to, I think they're going to look at it and go, you know, we're probably better off bringing these people to Toronto than we are trying to move everybody to Edmonton. The the one thing to watch out for is Toronto is moving to phase three Friday. So Edmonton moved to phase three, I think a little earlier. So I think that's kind of where the case, the case climb came from. Uh, so yeah, we'll see where it goes. And here, here's the thing, man. I'm, you know, I'm. But, but I think it's going to come down to: do we wait an extra four days to start yeah. the, the the conference finals, or do we not have them? That's you know, yeah. like when when that when those are the decisions getting made, I think it's going to. I think I, I honestly think that the sensible way about this is to just have the finals only travel for the finals. Um. When, yeah. When, yeah. The, to me, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not on the return to play committee for obvious reasons. But I, but I think the reason that they're doing that, and hear me out, and tell me if I'm um, before you get your point out. Yep. Fuck you. Let me get mine. Because um, <laughs> I, I can mute your, I can mute your microphone. Uh, no, what I was gonna say is just that. Like, I think the whole issue is that in terms of a longer break, mm-hmm. of having to break up that travel and having to wait to do oh, the yeah, catch yeah. up. That's the thing is, they would rather have that break. Um, come in between the conference and the and the or between the uh what semis or quarter semis and the semis yeah. semis and and semis and the conference finals as opposed to you know the Western team getting an extra week of rest before the final and then the Eastern team if that's a long series all of a sudden they're back in the Western team who swept the other round and still had a five day wait is kicking around and like frozen for a long time and the thing is it's kind of different in that sense because under any other year a normal year when they're kicking around they're at their own facility or whatever now you're in a hotel and yeah I I can I think the the, uh, I mean one of the sell points was that they were going to assess if family could join them yeah. at some point during the semifinals. That might be a thing where Edmonton is the only hub that was like, yes, bring them on in. Ilya Kovalchuk in a Capitals jersey. I forgot that was a I thing. forgot about wow, it. Wow, yeah, that was a... Oh, man. If you went back to like 2011 and said that was going to be a thing... Wow. If you went back to 2011 and said a lot of things were going to be a thing in yeah, 2020. Yeah, I, I think Ilya Kovalchuk on the Capitals doesn't make the list. Yeah. No disrespect. Jeez, to, if you went back to January, to, I don't know if Ilya Kovalchuk on the Capitals would either Ilya Kovalchuk or the Capitals. But yeah, I, I don't think that makes the, I don't think that makes the list. 
Um, but beyond the galaxy brain thing, uh, um, is that everything you were, were trying to say about the bubble? And about? I, I think I think that when we get down to a limited number of teams, uh, that they take the nice, cozy, favorable oh, we dressing, about room? dressing rooms. Right. Yeah, when they get the nice, like, say you're down to four teams in a bubble. Mm-hmm. That's what you're in each bubble. Yeah. There's four teams. I think they just were like, yeah, no one's using the nice room anymore. Maybe. I think that's the, the I, to me, if in the interest of fairness, if there's only four teams and there's four four dressing rooms, dressing room A, B, guest A, guest B, I think the only way to, and then the main room, I think the only way in the interest of fairness is to be like, all right, and that one is now we're going to put 30 laundry know. machines in there. Personally, I feel like what should probably happen is that seeing as, um, Seeing as as the way that this whole thing is being like reweighted, even by these like this little round robin and all that kind of thing, yeah. I think what they should just do is give the top teams in each conference. Um, base, not, I think I think that's the benefit you get. Oh, really? I think the uh, it, I think it's weighted based on where you finish the season. You get, uh, you guys, you guys won the president's trophy. <laughs> you get, you get, you get the nice room. You get the nice room the whole way through. There's already Ride re- it out. There was already reports of a. Uh, I'm not. One I, of I'm the not hotels, just saying that because I'm a Bruins one the, fan. One of the floors on the hotels had an AC problem. That was uh, one, yeah. And all Who's I floor? Think is like, I I don't know. It was in the Royal York. Whichever teams are held up in the Royal York, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I've <laughs> not never the, not the secret hotel. Yeah. I've, is there a secret hotel? <laughs> no, it's that the other hotel oh, is called, called Hotel, hotel X. X. And I was yeah, like, I got when you. I first read it, I was like, Mr. why are they keeping X. that one secret? Uh, <laughs> I've never been in the Royal York. It's far out past my price point, but I feel like I have. And really? that's the weird thing is like, I feel like I've stayed at that hotel. I think, um, it was where we stayed for a buddy's bachelor party. Oh, okay. Um, cause like one of the guys standing for him was a lawyer and like a really oh, good lawyer. Nice. Like a Bay street, like <laughs> really good, good lawyer. <laughs> well, not, not, I don't know if he's a good lawyer, Did you but ever like see the movie liar, liar where Jim Carrey has the epiphany. I don't know. I don't know if he's like a good lawyer, but he's like a well-paid lawyer. Oh, I got you. And I think he like sprang for the really nice, nice hotel, the really nice hotel for us. And then we all like crashed on the floor of like one room, at the Royal York. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. It, to me, it always seemed like the CanCon version of where home alone two would take place. If Kevin got lost in Canada, it all depends on who owns it. That's true too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so yeah. So I let's, think, let's touch on the play-in rounds now. What do you think? Who have you got? I don't even fucking know. I was supposed to look at all this stuff before you came over, wasn't oh, I? Good, yeah, goodness. I don't remember anything anymore. You don't remember. Man, hockey's been so like I have had hockey so far. See, that's why I kind of didn't reach out to do one of these. I was a pessimist. I didn't think we'd get here. I didn't. Not even for a minute. Even when they announced. Like, okay, here's the date. Uh, I had a small tontine prices right rules with my friends on uh, which date. And I was like, you know what? So you can't go over. If you you break the date, you're out. And I was like, this was in May. And I was like, if it's not back by July 15th, there's no chance. There's no chance whatsoever. And one of the guys was like August 3rd, and the other guy was July 31st. And I was like, well. So you're all pretty fucking close. Well, I had training camp, right? I had, yeah. they were, you know, they were back on the ice July 15th. But I was like, if they're not playing games by July 15th, I just don't see how it's doable. And ho-hum, it's not the first time Gary Bettman proved me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, ah, they're not going to cancel the season. They'd never gain it back. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Um, while I'm looking up this and trying to figure out my things, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear a word from one of our sponsors. We're going to come right back very shortly, and uh, we'll talk to you a little bit more about hockey. But just uh, hang tight for a second. There we go. You know how there's this global pandemic thing happening right now and people are worried about Halloween stuff being canceled? Well, Engine Books has just the thing to make sure your bones are adequately chilled this October. Terra Nova is an anthology of Newfoundland-inspired short horror stories from some of Atlantic Canada's most exciting genre authors, including Laura Lana Dunn, Chris Lewis Carter, Kelly Power, Brad Dunn, Aaron Mick, and more still being announced, wrapped in a novella by me, Mike Hickey. It's a celebration of the darker side of Newfoundland and hopefully will inspire a spooky road trip or two. The book is due out October 1st, but pre-sales are starting this week. Keep an eye on enginebooks.com. Follow Terra Nova on Facebook and Twitter for updates. All right, and we're back. And yeah, I just, I've been very like not into this whole thing. Hang on one second. Yep. Ah, okay. All right, and we're back. And I've been just like out of this whole, like, honestly, it's one of those things I've been following it kind of peripherally, hockey mm-hmm. in general over the last few months, because I was sort of pessimistic like you. You were saying that like you and your buddies kind of had dates yep. that you were betting on, but I was just kind of, I hope it comes back. When it comes back, I'll deal with it. But there was just so many other things going on that it really was like back in my brain. And I wasn't really like, I knew the, like, and I was also in a position where like, I knew the Bruins were in first place. Uh, they won the President's Cup, a Red were, President's you, Trophy. You were hoping for the default? No, I wasn't hoping for the default at all. But it was just one of those things where like, I wasn't as concerned about who's in the qualifying rounds. I wasn't that concerned oh, about yeah, the draft. Yeah. It was just one of those things like, my team was in first place. They have this like weird little round robin thing they're doing for, for seating. But really, like, I wasn't that concerned with all the other little like intricacies of it. I was just kind of like, they're playing really well. They're going to play really well wherever they go. So I'm just going to like wait until they're on my TV again. For, for the most part, like, for the start of all of this, it, 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 everything that all of my excitement fell underneath the same umbrella of, well, should we really be doing this? Yeah, and 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 that's still kind of there. It, it, I mean, at first there was talks of uh, Vegas and uh, Vegas maybe allowing fans and all of this stuff, and I was just dead against it. And that's why I was just like, nobody wants to listen to a guy get angry about how this shouldn't be a thing. And yet they listen to us anyway. And yeah, so I was like, and it's like you know, should we really be doing? And that that kept coming kind of back. And well, then two weeks they scrapped everything they had uh, and and moved the hubs and and it seems like it's safe um i know on, i i can't speak for the alberta practices but i do know uh to get tested in ontario you can go line up and get te- like the public can just show up and get tested mm-hmm. so that was another thing i was like geez you know there's a test shortage of some places in the states where people can't get tested very easily do we really need to be using two, three, four tests a day on these hockey players yeah. just so I can sit down and watch 10 hours of hockey a day? Like, So when they moved the hubs, I kind of got a little more dialed into it, and especially for the play-in rounds, because I think we're going to see hockey almost like we've never seen before in terms of the rust games matter more than they've ever mattered. Yeah, It's kind of really strange like yesterday i watched that penguins game i mentioned 
And the forwards adapted really well. So the forwards, they weren't making any passes that were out of the... There were no questionable passes. That's not true. Malkin made one questionable pass. Did he? Well, it was probably... But... Uh, From unless, behind his own net, fed a dude in the slot. Oh, yeah. Like, unless... Like, the, I found the defense on both squads were kind of always a step ahead of where the puck was going to be or a step behind, and it kind of looked comical to me. I was like... Uh, it was almost not quite to the Benny Hill theme yeah. era, but then there was one line change where the boys go off or the fresh fresh troops come on, but mm-hmm. the boys just keep going up the ice. I think there was like 10 skaters on the ice. Jesus. And I was like, oh, that's a rusty one. Uh, and then goalies. That's the one thing I'm like watching out here for because uh, my team, of course, we've got a goalie. Who's, who's your team again? Uh, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs, right, my large right, adult sons. Right. Their uh, their goaltending situation in October, uh, many years in a row now, has been, I wouldn't say cringe, but you every now and then you do a deep inhale, like a, you know, like a sharp, a sharp dry in. When yeah. You, and it, it was like, how many teams are going to be, because you've got so many, like Pittsburgh, no idea what they're going to do. They had Tristan Jarry come out of nowhere in the middle of, like, he was a waiver talk at yeah. camp 100 years ago, uh, and then he came out of nowhere, stole the season. Matt Murray had, you know, a, a less and than And now Matt Murray's going to, now then, for the second second time in a row, uh, what what was the number one goaltender in Pittsburgh one year yeah. will be the exhibition or the expansion team's uh, starter in the draft that goes way too low. And then there's, like, I can go through the list. I mean, well, there's like only four goalies that you can kind of bank your money on. What the hell are they going to do in New York? The Rangers, like who yeah. on earth is flip a coin, I guess? I guess. I mean, they're up against Carolina. And, I mean, Carolina's kind of in a similar boat, right? Yeah. Like, doesn't Carolina have like four goaltenders? Carolina, uh, five if you count the e-buck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was yeah. this year. Yeah. <laughs> What I'm saying is they've got depth yeah. in that position. They've got, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing they go and They with, are playing in Toronto I, after I, all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing they go with, with uh, Mrazek, I guess. I mean, I... I guess, like, who else? Like, is the, There's James Reimer. Reimer's there. there. Is McElhaney still there? No, he's in Tampa now. He's in Tampa. Okay, where's... um? We're missing one. In, we're in, missing one. Yeah, they've got so many. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll haul up. Hang on. I, we, they're playing right now. I'll just check who the goaltender in net is. Oh, it's probably definitely Mrazek right now. Yeah, that's true. Almost definitely. And um, then, like, Chicago had the situation where they traded away Robin Leonard, right. and Corey Crawford was on fit to play, and they were like, well, geez, Malcolm Subban, here's your chance. Right. You know, if, you, if, you've, never, if you've never had an, a, a look before, by Jesus, meet Connor McDavid. Anton Forsberg, Peter Morazic, Alex uh, Nedeljevic. Never heard of him. Nedeljkovic. And James Reimer. Okay, so it's definitely going to be Morazic. It's definitely Morazic. Or, or Dave Ayers. Uh, or Dave Ayers, yeah. I'm, a, I'm in a keeper league, and my last pick, he's actually in the ESPN app. Because he's on record, so oh, they wow. had to add him. So my last pick in that league is going to be David Ayers. <laughs> That's going to be – there's like 30 draft rounds, and I'm just – and I know, like, whoever's running the league is going to be like, all right, come on now. You're not allowed to do that. I'm keeping him. I'm yeah. keeping him for the whole 
Like, I'm going to be 50 running this team, and he's just going to be staying there in a reserve spot. People are going to be like, who's David Ayers? I'm just not letting it go. Just refuse to? Just refuse to. Are you, have you, are you getting a uh, Canes jersey? You should get a Canes jersey uh, with no, Ayers. No, I, Oh, boy, that's one area during this quarantine that I, uh, I really got a little out of hand with. Like, I bought some jerseys again. I relapsed on my jersey collecting, uh, my, my, uh, my jersey collecting habits. I um I didn't get any new jerseys. I got a couple jerseys at Christmas. I got the two new Bruins jerseys. Uh, I got a new can. I got like an old like seventy two series. Yeah, yeah. I got jersey. the same one. Um, but I what I did was I've been I did a bunch of gear upgrades. Um, oh. so I have a new microphone, a new mic arm. Uh, that you can see here. I got a new um, video mixer. So very soon we're gonna start. Once now that the the rust is coming off us, we're gonna probably start doing some uh, video streaming, watch alongs. We might even just record video of the podcast. They put some clips up and there stuff. Um, Everyone I've had needs real- to see our side profile. <laughs> I, I will. Uh, no, I get to make, I can plug in like three cameras. I know. It can be a whole thing. I can do that. I can put in feed. So I got like that. I got a bunch of new lights. Um, so I can actually like make it look cool too. Like I've had some slick looking zoom calls over the course of the last nice. little bit. Cause yeah, I can like plug in like a good camera as a webcam. <laughs> so I like got this really shallow depth of field and like colored lights doing effects. I did a, a call with a buddy of mine, um, for another project I'm working on and recorded his whole call. And it's a, a, a friend of mine that I've known for years, but he's one of the actors on, are you afraid of the dark? Oh, cool. And so when I did the zoom call with him, I had set up lights. So I had lights up here and here as like moonlight and I had another light down here as like a fire effect oh, and so I did the whole call with him as oh I was sitting around the campfire and it was j- and he was just like sitting on his couch on with his like uh, like headphones in being like you're an idiot but I love it that's pretty good I like that that's good and we gotta get, we should get Dan on soon actually it's Dan DeSanto and Dan's a big uh, Leafs fan so we'll get oh, he's also it. really good friends with uh, uh, a former Leafs captain um Due to, uh, you know, Alicia Cuthbert was on Are You Afraid of the Dark with oh, him. They're still really yes, good friends. He's, he's And he's good friends with Dion Phaneuf. We were Dion chatting about Phaneuf. it. We were chatting about it a bit last week. But um, Look at that. Yeah, Dan's a great guy, and we'll have to get him on soon. Did so. Dion ever get a contract this year, or is he retired? He's with uh, Los Angeles, I believe. Is he still with the Kings? I thought so. I thought he was. I thought he wrapped it up there. I, thought he, I, I think he might be a free agent. Might be. Or... Possibly semi-retired, quasi-retired. Yeah, he's, um, yeah. inactive. What's his status? He is showing Dion Phaneuf. Uh, his last team was the Kings. He is, I guess. Yeah, it's not saying. Um, the, so I, I know guess the, he's his last season played was eighteen nineteen. I know the joke when the uh, Kawhi Leonard CP twenty four jet went down to L A. The joke <laughs> was that they were bringing back Dion Phaneuf for the Leafs. Right, yeah. His depth. That's why I remembered that. That's why I knew he was done in L.A. Um, but, I mean... I always like Dion Phaneuf. I always compared Dion Phaneuf in Toronto to Joe Thornton in Boston, okay. where he's a very good player who's very much a role player, and he does what he does really well. But the added um, spotlight of being the captain of one of those big market teams and the pressures that come with that... During- some of their worst rosters. Exactly. And well, I mean, that's the thing is Joe Thornton, they got Joe Thornton, the, the Bruins got Joe Thornton with the number one pick the year they missed the playoffs for the first time in 40 seasons. Yeah. Um, and so then in that, like within a year or two, Ray Bork had jumped ship 
to go win his cup and and you know there was all this kind of stuff so you know it was always a bad time for Joe Thornton to be the Leafs captain or the the Bruins captain and I feel like um Dion Phaneuf was put in the same position it was just like he was great as an assistant in Calgary when Calgary was mm-hmm. a steady team and then he was but because he was so good there he was brought into the Leafs as like oh he's going to be our captain he's going to be our number one defenseman and he's going to be our savior and he just wasn't yeah he wasn't he couldn't be all those things and so he wasn't necessarily any of them you, as well as he should have been I, at least one or two of them those Leafs rosters man you needed a lot more than one guy to be a savior yeah. it, it's hard to those were some bad teams uh one thing I will add on Fanoff is I remember when he was, when he was traded and one thing that kind of has been and I might be wrong in this uh but one thing I've noticed in you know yesteryear years ago when a captain would get traded They'd kind of remove his captaincy before it was coming. I know it happened in Buffalo. It ha- you know, it, you, you would kind of know it was coming. They remove his captaincy, and then it, uh, more or less being like, unless once, you're San Jose, where they've taken it, well, they've, they've taken yeah, like that's, letters in San Jose are just, they just like, get thrown around. Oh my god, they just get thrown around. I think the, the equipment managers have fun with it at this point. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 that's one thing I like, and it, the Leafs had done it with with Fanuf. The Habs had done it uh, recently with. Uh, Pacioretty. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was just kind of like in the offseason, the Pacioretty trade happened, so that's a little bit different. But I know the Fanuf trade happened like, yeah, they were bad. I know there's no miracle coming to save like the, that late or February, early March team. But what a kick in the, you know, everything it's got to be for the guys in that room to be like, we've given up on you fuckers to the point where the captain is like, you got no voice in here. And he's gone. Yeah. And I'm not in that room. I don't know what kind of a captain he was, but I always just thought it was like, if you're going to trade the captain, do what, you know, I'm, and I'm not one of these like, oh, Jesus, bring back what they used to do in the 80s, guys. Yeah. But it's like, just haul the sea off them so everybody knows, kind of like, I think Buffalo did it to somebody. If I'm not mistaken, it was like Craig Ravey or someone. Yeah. Buffalo um, had that weird floating captaincy for a long time, too, or like two guys were captain. Well, I mean, it's also weird. Like, you get, like, remember when Luongo was a captain of, of oh, the Canucks boy. and stuff? Like, I'm sure he, I, I do. I'm sure he wishes he didn't. That was, that was, yeah, I don't know. That was just a bad. It was just like, it's one of those things where, like, I understand, um, I, like, you know, and, and this is, it's a weird thing for us to talk about as guys who, I mean, beer league is probably the highest level I've played, you know? So it's like, it's hard to talk about room dynamics and stuff Mm. like that when you haven't played a pro league hockey. And, um, but it's, it's something that I always, always find interesting too. Cause like, I'm like, you know, in some teams, it's something where it's just like the guy who runs a team gives himself the C and others. Like it's been like, I've been on teams where it's been voted on and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know, the, the letters come out that way or, um, or a coach assigns or whatever it might be. Right. Um, but yeah, to give it, but knowing there's like responsibilities on the ice of what they have to do and giving it to a goaltender. I I just, just I I never. And the other thing is like a goaltender, goaltenders are fucking weird anyway. I can say it. I am one. (laughs) Goalies are fucking weird anyway. So like having the added psychological shit of like dealing with be like a captaincy and having to be the leader when like, you know, obviously like Roberto Luongo is a, boisterous uh boisterous guy he's bombastic he's a big personality and he could handle something like that but that just because he can doesn't mean he should there's one other guy that did it uh ty conklin did in the american league 
I just don't understand. So I can't like like much similar. And they didn't you. even put a C on his jersey. I I believe the Ty Conklin jersey did have the C. No, but on like Luongo, Luongo had it on his helmet because the NHL rule yeah. permits goalies from having any lettering on their jersey. Yeah. But if you're a goalie, like a captain's job is to kind of get the guys going. But if you're a goalie on a night that you let a bad one in, yeah. How the fuck can you be like? We got to get the power play going. If yeah. you're, you know what I like. To me, that just seems. Yeah, and you can't. A captain's like one of the other. You got to have a letter to go talk to the refs. What the fuck's he gonna do if he's, yeah. you know, he skate all the way down? So it's like no. Well, but also like you can't because like you know, depending on what's going on, a goaltender's not allowed to cross the red line. No, exactly. Right. Like so, it was like well, the twins. Or blue had, line is it the blue line? Uh, I think it's the. The red line. I think it's the red, red line. line. It's like the twins had uh, letters to talk to all the refs and stuff like that. But it was like, I think that was one of the bigger unneeded circuses. And that was like, everyone talks about like and that. That was Van- like during their competition I years. I was going to say, everyone talks about like that Vancouver core was so good. They never got a cop. But it's like, fuck, they didn't make it easy on themselves no. either with, you know, weird old things like that. One thing I always loved reading about, uh, especially as it was happening like in in real time i can't remember who the reporter was but they did a huge story on how much uh vancouver had invested in a sleep therapist and someone monitoring the guys because they have a hectic travel travel schedule oh yeah it's one and it was what dallas i think is the worst yeah dallas is the worst colorado's four hour flight colorado was bad before vegas yeah and now they're not as bad. But I think Dallas is the most isolated team in the league. But all of the teams were like, what kind of crackpot shit is this? Yeah. And I guess they were wearing like something like primitive Fitbits. This would have been like 2008, maybe. Yeah. And it's like they were wearing primitive Fitbits. And they were talking like, you know, it monitors when you're sleeping. Some of the guys don't like it because they like to go out. And what they used to do then is when the guys wanted to go out, they'd have one of the rookies wearing yeah. like six... <laughs> Six or seven armbands yeah. sleep. But it was like now, flash forward 10 or 11 years, most teams have that. Yeah. Some teams fucking Somebody, buy- You know, there's always going to be an early adapter of any technology like that, of any... I mean, they made a whole fucking movie about the Moneyball year for mm-hmm. the Oakland A's, That's right? True. There's, um, there's one so guy I you mean, hate uh, who bought his entire teammates, all of them, like a certain kind of bed. And was like, yeah, is it Matthew Shane? I think I I don't know for sure, but I think I it feel, was Shane. I feel like that's just because he got like a Casper sponsorship on his Nickelback podcast. Like I feel like that's probably that a thing is that happened. A sentence and yeah. a half. Right no, because I feel like it one, might not that be, dude, that dude would have a Casper. Matt, might not be Matt DeShane. Uh, this is years it, ago. It, it, it probably was, it was. It was when I was living on Wishing Well, but it was like essentially this. Startup business, more or less, was like, this is what athletes, how they should be sleeping, what they should be sleeping on. He had a great season with one and then signed one of those big deals he had. If it is... And then uh, left it in Colorado. You know, I don't know if this is Matt DeShane. This is years ago. I remember reading about this. And then it was just like, hey, here's... I need, like, 36 mattresses. Like, (laughs) ship them to all these fuckers because I want to win a Stanley Cup or I want to be on a good team. But... I thought that was kind of... Yeah, Matt Duchesne does seem like the type of guy who would buy 36 mattresses uh, to try to win a Stanley Cup because it's, you know, easier to do that than back check. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking guy. I hate that guy so much. That he he got dealt for is did he get dealt for Kyle Turris at one point? And now they're on the same team? Probably he's a 
bag of pucks or something. He gets he got moved around a fair bit. No, he signed as a free agent. He wouldn't meet with the Habs like the rest of them. Well, we were gonna do. Uh, we were gonna talk about. about stuff. We were gonna do some talking about the play-in rounds. Here. Oh yeah, 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 we're gonna do that. We're gonna, we're gonna do, do that. West. We got that. Up the west. I got the, Let's do west, the west here. first. Right. Yeah, from the west down to the east. That's my band quote for the week. Well, it's left to right. That's how yeah. you read stuff. All right. So, uh, where are we going with first? Uh, the one twelve. The five twelve. Five twelve. That's Edmonton Chicago. and Chicago. Yeah. How many regulation wins did Chicago have on the year? But I, it took me like twenty okay, minutes hang and a break to haul up the part where I bet it's like something almost like comically low. I bet it's like oh, Chicago should not be in yeah. anything resembling a playoff. They got uh in seventy games they they went thirty two thirty and eight. Oh, okay, they have a five fourteen winning percentage. They are they are uh, of all the teams in the play ins. They are. They have the second lowest winning percentage. Who's got the lowest? The Montreal. Canadians. I figured the Canadians. I figured it. Um, and everybody, it, and everybody so is going to be like, but they were surging at the end. I, Shut the fuck up. Well, they I'll, weren't going to make the playoffs. I'll say this: I got more faith in Montreal winning the play-in round they're in than Chicago. Nah, I think nah. Chicago is the one. The one. I don't think we're going to get a sweep here. I don't think we're going to get many sweeps, I should say, but I'd got Edmonton in, in three, like in three with ease. I, the way I, stayed I see up it late is last like, night to watch Connor McDavid because he's that goal where he just oh, that no look oh goal. Like, God. oh my God. Like, he's not even trying to make it look hard anymore. Like, he's just like, yeah, I stayed up late last night. I was like, because this guy's going to be just on another level. Um, and I, I kind of want to see because I, I, I watched that Pittsburgh game and then I watched the, the Leafs Habs game, of course. And I was like, well, you know, you could tell which guys are, you know, a little bit rustier. Uh, for my Leafs, Zach Hyman didn't really look. We like, got a whole bunch of stuff going on in the screen here. <laughs> I thought I just saw like a check from behind and a trip and a high stick. There was a hold at the same time there. Yeah. So I think we got four on. Did we got four it's, on four? We got four on four. They took them four both. Four on five. Four on four, yeah. Yeah, they that. took them both. Look at Weird. that. Anyway, sorry, continue. Uh, so one guy I noticed like on my Leafs, Zach Hyman was a little, uh, he was a little rusty. I could tell. Uh, another guy for the Penguins, I, I didn't think. Malkin looked very good, or Hornquist either. You know, maybe that's just me. I don't. I saw those two guys, and I was like, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, but I do know that Connor McDavid is, you know, in the complimentary way of saying it, he's a freak. Oh, yeah. He's a, like he's a goddamn freak. So I was like, this guy, like, if there's anybody, if he's on the ice with anybody that's a little bit rusty at this point, because he's used to making guys look silly. He's going to make them look clown shoes silly. Well, look at the one highlight goal they show all the time. The Morgan Riley one? Morgan Riley. Oh, my God. Is, and I say this with all of the doers, he's a very he good defenseman. Gr- looked great last night. He's a very good defenseman. Look great. Um, he is a very good defenseman, and he got dummied on oh, that yeah. play. And they keep showing it over and over again, just as like a... Just as a, just as like a little thing, um, and man, like you know, so him on, I don't even think he was having an off night that night. I think that was around the time he was starting to, he was battling through that injury that they never did confirm until just 
just now it was a foot thing. Literally, they found yeah. out because I was everyone that. By the way, like the whole point is like they keep but, showing that, yeah, but just like absolute, Morgan Riley has was was a very was a, know, one of the top defensemen yeah, in the league this year absolute, when he was healthy. Absolute clown car move. So I, I stayed up a little bit late to watch some Connor McDavid, and I think they're just. I think he's the and everyone's like, oh, one player can't win you a series. I think against the Chicago Blackhawks, this one player can win you a series. Yeah. I think, like, easily, with ease. But at the same time, yeah. if there is one team mm-hmm. that can fuck up a, <laughs> fuck up a series uh, against a team like the Chicago, this year's Chicago Blackhawks and miss out on the playoffs despite, you know, one of their best seasons uh, as of late and, yeah, and, and one true. of the most hopeful yeah, days. Yeah. If there is one organization that, is, yeah. that can find and, and having all the playoffs played in their city, yeah, if there that, is it, one team that can shit the bed on that, it is the Edmonton the, fucking the, Oilers. The tragic hero Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, yeah that, that is... I haven't thought about it that way. Yeah, like you're you're thinking about it just in pure like on hockey. ice hockey. Yeah, I'm just you got to think about it in terms of the, the poetic factor. reality of the Edmonton Oilers. Oh God, <laughs> they'd win the lottery though. That would just be. <laughs> they get oh yet. my God, that'd be maximum chaos. Oh my God, can I, you I am can I am genuinely imagine? no, I'm I'm genuinely worried for. So one thing I did do during this this whole pause is. I listen to a lot of Hockey Central on uh, Sportsnet or the okay. Fan 590. I don't know if anybody from the Fan 590 is hearing that plug. If they want to send me a hat or something, I would gladly accept it. But if a Gotta team... Gotta love a good free hat. Yeah. If a team like the Edmonton Oilers or the Pittsburgh Penguins manage to win that draft lottery, I will be seriously worried for the health and well-being of one Brian Burke. I would be... I Oh, my... I... Listen... I've never read the medical journals of spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> yeah. But, but, who's to say if it's real or not? But we'd, we'd have a good shot at finding out. He, you know, and you know what the other thing is? Is like, I can just see all the buys at, um, all, all the buys at Sportsnet just having to go and get, um, like a bunch of green gel. So anybody, um, anybody who works in film knows, like, like there's different, names for for different colors gel and stuff and so plus green is green and it's the opposite of red and it's so it's like minus magenta is basically the idea and so it takes away redness gotcha and so like you would have to shoot brian burke through one of those green fucking like eclipse viewers (laughs) he would just go nuclear i I know i nuclear Nuclear? Nuclear, yeah. Nuclear, I said yeah. it right, and, yeah, but I just got it in my head about it. All right. Uh, I don't, like, that's, so, you know, if the Oilers did lose, they go in the draft lottery, team placeholder won the draft lottery, that was a whole thing. Which is, like, again, like, how fucking to, 2020 so, can you get? yeah, but to me, I remember uh, watching the World Junior Hockey Championship, and I believe it was Stephen Brunt did a piece, uh, like a, a an essay, video essay on uh, Alexei Lafreniere and the draft being in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that, you know, I was like, if there's any just way the Habs get this guy. And then, of course, the Habs, in my opinion, bungle their chances at the lottery and they end up in that dreaded middle, which a pandemic happens and they're rewarded by a play-in round with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But I was like, well, there's no chance. Then a pandemic happens and the team placeholder wins the pen. And I'm like, well, he's got to go to the Habs now at this point. You you would think. You know, he's... But at the same time, like, you know, it's... 
There's a bunch of other teams. There's there. a bunch of other teams. There's going to be what? There's going to be eight teams that they're that they're drawing from a hat. Yeah. Um, and I like, and it's I not, like the picture. It's an actual hat. I hope so. I'll lend him this one. It's, it's like this. this, is, this no, is a, it's such. This a, is my magic hat. It's such a. This is my magic hat. If for, one hat can do it, it's this hat. For this comedic, is a magic hat. For comedic effect, it's got to be like the giant Doctor Seuss cat in the hat. Yeah, hat. but it's red and blue, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's like, "Why is yeah. it? Why is it? Why blue, is it blue? Yeah, why is it? Oh, uh, red, blanc, blue. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like well, it was always that way. Yeah, in the Canadian always, version of that's, cat in the that's hat. That's the hat we always use. All of the all of the ones are yeah. photoshopped online. It's yeah. always the. It's always been that color in the Canada version, of but Canada. I will mention again. I will make another plug for my uh, my magic hat because holy shit, you guys! I got sent a free hat from Road because I did this other thing during the pandemic, um, and it was uh, I made this other like little micro podcast thing. It was super fun, but I used a bunch of Road gear, and it was through them. And you could like opt into them sending you a free hat. So I was like, of course, like who says like, no to a free hat? Exactly. And um, I figured it was going to be just like some junky giveaway hat, but it's a super nice hat. It came in a really nice box too. Oh. Um, but the crazy thing is, is that they shipped it from Australia on Sunday. It showed up today, and for anybody in the East Coast has realized it got through Dieppe in six and a half hours, according to the tracking. So I'm convinced this hat is magic and I'm going to wear it while I buy lottery tickets. Like, Oh, that's actually a good call. I don't um, know. Something so, about so that saying, flight route makes me think a lost right now. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to say, uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I think Edmonton, Edmonton's going to get, get that first round Nashville, Arizona. I feel like you got to go Nashville there. Yeah. The Arizona, there's something else entirely crazy going I feel on like the Arizona. only one of these like like that isn't just because of the type of, of thing we're looking at here I think the only one that's questionable is Calgary Winnipeg otherwise you're going to the top seat yeah Cal- Vancouver I'm, over Minnesota I know I got Minnesota you got Minnesota I got Minnesota man All right. I got Minnesota really really fucking up the Vancouver Canucks all right uh they're goaltending uh oh, yeah. yeah Vancouver's goaltending to me it just Markstrom's doesn't... been good but he's been so hot and cold yeah it just, it just doesn't do it for me I got I got Minnesota there I got Nashville uh Barracom? what's that Babaracum. where on the all oh, over the fucking the television yeah, yeah. okay yeah uh anyway that. sorry yeah. I got distracted by the hockey no, game no kidding <laughs> This I've is got, why we shouldn't put on hockey while we're I, trying to talk about hockey. I've got Nashville over Arizona for the simple fact that Arizona's a huge tire fire. What the fuck is going on in Arizona? Their GM this time? quit. Their GM was offered. How does like how does your GM quit oh, a Costan- week before the playoffs? Costanza. He Costanza it up, baby. I love it. So essentially during the pandemic, I, I I don't from what I've heard and read, it was the New Jersey Devils had approached him on some sort of position that is higher than what he is now. Higher than the GM. So higher he's than gonna the be, GM. He's going to so, be like president of hockey operations. Well, probably higher than that because they own a hockey team, a f- piece of a football team, oh. a soccer team, and something else that I'm missing. So you, probably something that oversees like sports business development or whatever. Like you know, yeah. so he's like, hey, you know what? Let me do this interview. And they're like, no, we got you for four more years. And he's like, let me do this interview anyway. You know, maybe I'll learn something. We'll use it as a learning tool. Then they make him an offer he cannot possibly turn down, Godfather style, and he goes to work at trying to find a way out of his contract. So he kept it like, you know, so I'm picturing a whole George Costanza-esque hijinks here, but I imagine being the ownership group of the Arizona Coyotes comes with a lot of stress and a lot of challenges. They're trying to get a new rink. They're trying to do a lot of things, and all of a sudden this happens. So... The former GM of the Coyotes, John Chica, 
very quiet, very pleasant about all this, and the Coyotes went nuclear. Very, very bitter, barred teeth statement that almost felt like a wrestling promo where he was called a liar and a cheat. Jesus. This is like three days before the team enters the bubble, and I'm, I, you know... I'm a big George Costanza guy, so I'm living for this. And then yeah. he just, like, makes his own press release saying, like, hey, I'm sorry to the fans. I'm sorry to the people. I'm moving on. Uh, this will be my last comment. Uh, I requested to dissolve my contract. I've asked the commissioner of the league to adjudicate this process mm-hmm. and mediate this process, and this will be the last you'll hear from me. And then all the Coyotes guys, like, there's more people going through sounding boards of people in the media, like... Uh, and they're tweeting like, "Here's my coyote source saying that he's uh, uh, he was the architect of cheating with all these prospects and all of this Looney Tune stuff." So I'm like, "Okay, well, at the end of the day, the Arizona Coyotes just had to play hockey and all this stuff." But it's like, boy, is that a hostile organization and right that, now? Is that a distraction they don't need? I saw all like what I saw from this was when all this started happening. Uh, Chiarelli started trending on Twitter for a bit. Oh, good lord! Because <laughs> it was talk that Chiarelli was coming in for interviews as the G, and it was just like they were showing all those like super awkward Taylor Hall oh, uh, yeah, headshots. Yeah, where it's yeah. just like Taylor Hall when he hears Peter Chiarelli coming into the the interview, and it's just like this dead eyed like oh fuck kind of look on his face. Um, but yeah, I got Nashville. Yeah, I got Nashville as well. Uh, it's done. Uh, Vancouver, you say in Minnesota? Yeah. I'm saying Minnesota. I'm with saying ease. I'm saying it could be either. I forget. I like we, you're always forgetting that uh, Minnesota had a bit of a fuck situation four months ago too. But hopefully the organization coaching has to. and Who knows? GM change in the same year. I mean they they really went. Uh, we got James Reimer taking the net here. There we go. Yeah, Peter Morazic. So we, we were uh, talking early about who their goalie is going to be. I don't even think they know. Um, but, I mean, the other thing, too, is we're literally at, like, the halfway point of Oh, uh, so they're probably getting them both in. They might yeah. just be yeah. getting both in and trying to yeah. make up their minds that way. But it's also 3-1 Washington. So, yeah. who knows? Last goal they never had a chance on, though. Yeah. Or maybe Morazic's hurt. Maybe Reimer's going to get hurt now. Maybe Dave Ayers is, like, they're in salivating trouble. over his fucking... <laughs> yeah, what's, I wonder what the e-bug situation is for the bubble. I'm sure you could read about it. I'm sure it was taken into consideration after oh, what I happened so. this yeah, year. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so. Uh, you know, the return to play plan was online. It was a big, big wordy document. Yeah, I didn't read that. Uh, Calgary, Winnipeg. That's the one I'm looking forward to most out west. I don't even want to make a call. Now, if we get it, so I think these are going to be quick series is because there's no escape. You're in a bubble. If you have a bad game, it, there's no fucking yeah. escape. You're in a bubble. Yeah. So I think these are going to be, for the, for the most part, we're not going to get a lot of fives. I think this one has the chance to be a five. I think so, because I think that those two teams um, on any given night all season were kind of in that position to be. I'll, I'll, I'll say like, this. Like, either one of the game, any game between either yeah. of those guys could go either way. I'll say this. I like the Flames as a team that could make noise and, like, get to the cup final. I do, too. I don't, but yeah. But I don't know if I like the Flames to win that series. Um, And that's fair, and I also think that it all comes down to Hellebuck. Yeah, Hellebuck is the make or break in that series Vesna and how Ritter. he plays. Uh, former St. John's Ice Cap. Former St. John's Ice Cap and how Hellebuck plays in that series is going to dictate everything. Yeah. And then in the East, I, you know. The East is going to be fun. There's only, I'll, I'll be honest, there's only one matchup. I, I guess I'll watch it if it's on in front of me. We can start there. The New York Islanders and Florida Panthers. Oh, yeah. Florida Panthers got pumped today. 
Holy fuck! They got well. They played Tampa, so I mean, yeah. But they got and Tampa uh, also did that. Like, I don't know. I guess it, it's um, just a case where it was their home game. It was an exhibition game, but they did that thing where um, I don't know if you saw this. They had a bunch of fans in Tampa. Yeah, signed I, a piece of plexiglass. They dropped it in and used it on because I guess they had home ice for the exhibition game, and they got permission to do it or whatever. I guess I doubt they'll be allowed to do it during a, a thing, but it was a nice kind of motivator for the exhibition game. I just think, like, they went out, they paid uh, Bobrovsky, like, a fucking boatload All of money. money. And, man, he just didn't want to be there. No. Like, he, like after he let in three, like, he was pretty, more or less, like, eye-rolling on himself. Uh, Brian Boyle uh, just absolutely fed Mikhail Sergachev. And, and I was wondering, I was like, are these going to be non-hitter games? Are these going to be serious games? Sergachev gave him a little tap, and then he gave him a shove, and then all of a sudden, wow, full-on tilt, and Boyle just fed the poor guy. And Sergachev got some punches in, too, but they're all in the helmet. And I was just thinking, like, oh, kid, don't break your hand. Don't break your yeah. hand in an exhibition game here, especially if you're Tampa. Like, if you're Tampa. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, you're playing the Florida. Uh, but the New York Islanders, the Florida Panthers series, that's the only one that doesn't move the needle for me whatsoever. Just doesn't do it. I I don't know why I can't get into either team. I uh, think I think it's going to be Islanders there. Um, I think so too. But then again, like, but the other goaltending, th- uh, goaltending is an issue for sure. But I mean, that's the thing is goaltending is an issue. Like mm. Florida has has Bobrovsky, but like you said, Bobrovsky doesn't he, seem uh, to get like he doesn't so, seem like Bob anymore. That's he doesn't for really sure. seem to give a shit. And they've got two other goaltenders, and I'm not even going to talk about them. Even though I don't uh, know who they are, I wouldn't know if I hit him with my car. It's uh, it's Sam Montembeau. What did what did he play? Like one game, fourteen this year? games. Yeah. Um, and Chris uh, Drager, Dreiger, and he played twelve, and he has a nine thirty eight save percentage. Wow. Uh, compared to Bobrovsky's nine, so I mean. Fuck, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah you know. You imagine, that, can you imagine, well, if Florida and the flat cap, it'll never happen. You imagine if you got bought out after one year. Oh, no, he could. You, you, you flat it cap in the new it CBA, it's almost impossible. Um, but, I mean, you're, you're into a point where it's just like, yeah, like, they're playing the Islanders. The Islanders are the higher seed. And, yeah, like, but again, like, I really don't give a shit. Yeah, that's the, You know, like, it's one of those, to me, one of those I'll, series. I'll take, where, take, and I know, like, we've gotten shit for shitting on the Islanders. But I'm not even shitting on the Islanders. I'm just saying, like, I really just... Just doesn't move the needle for I me. just don't care who wins that series. I'll take the Islanders, because I just don't, like, Florida, to me, it's like, Jesus Christ, they traded away one of their, their better guys to the Canes. Yeah. You know, they, they, Florida, to me, just doesn't, it doesn't move the needle at all. And if, like, if, again, I think these are going to be quick series because you're in a bubble. You can't escape yeah. it. If you have a bad game, that's going to linger five around. five-game series. Five-game series. I just think the Islanders kind of, they might even chew them up. Yeah. They might even chew them up in three games, four games. Uh, yeah, you got, I mean, you got no travel days. You're just there. Yeah. You're and just, you're just you're doing just in whatever's happening. So yeah. you're, it's easier to ride the highs. It's, it's easier to, to dwell in the lows. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, Montreal. That's the one that I am, uh, if I'm going to pick an upset, if yeah. I'm going to pick an upset in this, like a, 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 a monumental upset, that's the one. Yeah. There's something about the Montreal Canadiens. So, like, there's teams that Sidney Crosby plays, and he brings his best. Yeah. And he brings... 
there's something about the Montreal Canadiens that they just annoy him. Well, they were his favorite team as a kid. Yeah, and that might be it. I and don't I know. Think it might, I, and I think it might be during, that. I think it during has, this pandemic, I went back and watched that 2011 series. Where, uh, or 20, 2010. It was, it was 2010. I believe 2010. it was 2011. Yeah. The Habs lost to the Bruins in the first 20, round. 20, uh, 2010 series. And I know that's 10 years ago. But my, and Mon, like, my God, was he ever irritated. And Montreal has already kind of done something very smart. They've taken their lineups and kind of juggled them ever so slightly. So there is quite literally no fourth line. They've got, in, in my opinion, three very solid second lines. Yeah. And then a third line. They've got Max Domi skate with Dale Weiss, who always shows up in the playoffs. Weiss, Weiss is, is always shows up in the, in the playoffs. Jordan yeah. Wheel, who, if I recall correctly, is a little fucking speedster. And that's going to be the line. That's going to be the line going up against the Crosby line. And everyone thinks like, oh my God, the Habs, they only got like 18 or 19 regulation wins. They're, of course, the other thing is, Goaltending again. What carry price are we going to see? But also, it's it's what carry price are we going to see in Montreal? Who but also, playing who's Pittsburgh? playing for Pittsburgh? Jim Rutherford. Yeah. <laughs> he was a goalie. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like you really don't know. Are you going to get Mar- and, and that's the thing is that if you're having, if you if you are having a a goalie crisis, if you're trying to decide between who played last night, was it Jari or uh, they split them. Okay. They split them again. So they, I again, I don't even think they know. So if you're splitting and you got Murray and you got and you got Jari, you don't really have a lot of time to. If it's a three game playing series and 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 Murray, you put Murray in because he's won you a couple cups, and you go, okay, we're gonna we're gonna rely on Murray here, and he stumbles out of the gate. Christian Jari, or is it Christian? Is it, no, Tristan, Tristan. Tristan Jari. Fuck me. It's been so long since I watched hockey. <laughs> but Tristan Jari doesn't have a whole lot of fucking time to to get you guys back in it. You know what? I'm going to make um, a prediction here. Yeah. Doesn't matter the outcome. They're each going to get game one and game two. I don't know who starts where, but regardless, goalie A starts game one, goalie B starts game two. All right. <laughs> I'm going to like that. that I, to me, if I'm the Pittsburgh Penguins, what if you win game one fucking 5-4 and he lets yeah. in four? Like, I, yeah, to no, me, the fair. only way to kind of address this. Unless it's this, a shutout. Unless yeah. it's a shutout. Um, okay, yeah. Well, yeah. To me, I think the only way that they do it is if goalie A and goalie B get game one and two. And I think you might see a couple of teams do that. Columbus Blue Jackets. Carolina's likely going to do it. Uh, I think the Columbus Blue Jackets might just do that as well. Um, But for the Pittsburgh-Montreal series, I will be bold, and uh, I might eat these words like a size 12 Blundstone. Wouldn't be the first time I put a boot in my mouth. I'm going to say the Montreal Canadiens, maybe they don't take it in five, but they're putting it to five. All right, all right, all right, and uh, and I also say about the Canadians, like you're likely going to see that too. Is you're going to see goalie A and goalie B for game one and two, but you just don't know what version of Carey Price is goalie well, A. <laughs> you don't know which you're going to get. Both of them are Carey Price. Yeah, they're it's both Carey Price. It's just which version of Carey Price you're going to get. Carey and uh, Carolina, New York Rangers. So excited for this. Yeah. This is the series I am like. Besides my Leafs, which I'm kind of nervous and stomach sickly about. This is the series that it's like, you know what? If you're a hockey fan and you could pick two teams to just play firewagon hockey for a five game series, this is 
this is the series for yeah. me. I'm very excited for this. A lot of it's taking place in the afternoon, which is kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to sneak like a George Costanza do any of your, Do any of your coworkers or, or impl- like, does anybody, like, any, anybody listen to the show? Before you talk yeah, about like hiding screens I, yeah, around I, I strategic should, yeah, places guess, around the office, yeah, I guess I should kind of dial that back. There are a couple of times I've gone and heard my own voice coming out, and I'm like, "Oh boy, what? Are you, oh, what are you doing that for?" Yeah. So I should probably dial it back. But it's like I've just been kind of rudimenting on like, okay, well, the first weekend I got. How long have you been back to the office? I didn't miss. Uh, you I guys was, have been in the office. I the was whole in time? the office b- besides my two weeks when I came back from Cornerbrook and said like. I'm not feeling well. I'm going to work from home, but I've been in the whole time. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. Weird period. March till uh, till like you know a couple of weeks ago, I just was living like one of the Sims. Uh, I bought a treadmill, put it in a, a, a vacant area in my office, so I would work a day and then get off work and go for a run and leave, and then I'd return to my home. And co- it was like quite literally the Sims. It was like wow. you only had two maps, my <laughs> office and and my, my home. So it was a Anyway, you're going to hide a bunch of screens around that place. I might. Sorry. I might. Right. You know, I don't know if anyone's listening from there. Don't just kind of open in desk drawers and shit. Well, I was just, yeah, that was just my thing is like, I kind of feel bad for, I work from home all the time anyway. Um, and Maria's been working from home um, this whole time. She went into the she went into the office today oh, uh, yeah? for the first time and just found like, a, just, it, it's overcomplicated. It's just like, it's yeah. not, and there's not... There's not a lot of people back. It's like a whole thing. So, but I was kind of feeling bad for like, there's a bunch of people who are like, just as hockey is starting for like 10 hour days yeah. every day, there's like six games of hockey back to back to back to back. Um, now all these people back. were supposed to go back to work. And I was just like, guys, there's so much hockey you could be watching instead. Oh man. I, uh, um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all, how it all breaks down. But, um, yeah, you're, I'm you're taking- excited for this series. I think the story on this one, we've been talking a lot about goaltending. I think the Rangers stumble because they give Hank an opportunity to have a swan song. I think they're yeah. they're just going to go back to the well with Henrik Lundqvist, and uh, I think his his time is it's it's gone. I think yeah. he's just kind of he's over the hill, he's over the hump, and I got the Hurricanes for this one. I got the Hurricanes. With that it. said, I mean the Hurricanes are losing and on their second goalie tonight. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's still a chance because Carolina is in the position that they're in, where they also, um, they also kind of are stuck, like you know, a little bit back and forth on who's playing. Um, I think that that gives the Rangers a bit of wiggle room to do this. This isn't a case of like Pittsburgh who are trying to make up their mind about who's number one when it's obviously Carey Price on the other side. Here you're talking about the Rangers trying to decide who like, and I mean, both teams kind of have a clear number one, have a clear number one, but they're still just kind of like, I don't really know about one of them. Got to be the number one. And like, just doing that, like a, 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 like, you know, one a one B kind of scenario. I'm I'm picking the Hurricanes. I think Dougie Hamilton's going to be back in the lineup, and that move that like moves the needle a bit. Yeah. Oh Jesus! If you were like, hey, so I think a bit of it as if a team added Dougie Hamilton at the trade deadline. How much yeah. better does that team get? Uh, I mean, you can ask several teams who have done it. <laughs> there. Uh, he was always trading the off season, wasn't? 
Uh, I think he moved from the Bruins to the Flames. Flames. Um, at the deadline? I thought it was at the deadline. Okay. It I thought it was so at the draft. Ago, it was a while I don't ago. know what happened at this trade deadline, Fair. man. Like, well, I, few, few do, my so friend. Long, it's so long ago since I've actually, like, cared. Um, and so that brings us to Toronto Columbus. I don't know. Wow. I want to say, like... Obviously, you want to say Toronto. Yeah, like, I want to say the Leafs can go out and they can pump these guys in three. I want to say that. I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's... You were coming back. People have been off for a long time. The one thing I do know is, is this is a weird... This is a mismatch. This is the offensive team playing against the team that doesn't have much offense, calculated shot. You know, every Columbus shot is... Probably a calculated, they're not flinging pucks at the net. So I, I don't know. The one thing I will say is, and you can kind of take what you learned in the regular season and throw it out the window, but there would be nights where I would turn on the Leafs this year and they'd go out and they'd dig themselves out of not just a hole but a grave. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen them score five goals in the third period and and, and win it. But there were also games, and those are fun. Those are exciting. Don't get me wrong. I love that hockey. Mm-hmm. There were also games where they're up against Tampa, and it's not the flashiest game that you're going to see, but they get out of there with a 2-1 or a 3-1 win with the empty netter. If that second Leafs team shows up for a five-game series, they really, really, really fuck up Columbus. If the first Leafs team shows up for a five-game series, Anything can happen. You're opening the window to calamity, uh, a puck going off the ass and into the yeah, net yeah, being yeah. a game. So, you know, it, it anything could happen there. We don't know which Freddie Anderson we're going to see. That's the other thing. I don't think that now you talked about the Leafs and their um, October goaltender. Yep. I don't think you're going to have to worry about that simply because as even though this is a break like that, yep. this isn't. This isn't game one of 82. That's fair, too. And and so because of of that, the Leafs, especially other than uh, arguably the playoffs where they've had some bad luck of matchups. And this is this is me being as diplomatic as a Bruins fan uh-huh. as I can be. Also, I don't know if you noticed that I gave myself the gold Mike uh, Cable and you the blue one. Oh, I didn't notice. That's yeah, pretty that's, sweet. I yeah, like that. Thing I did. I like um, that. But... Um, yeah, like the whole thing with them is that they have been a pretty good crunch team. Like mm. when it comes down, when it comes when the chips when it are come, down, when it comes down to squeaking into the playoffs every year, they always do well with that, you know. And so when it comes down to, I don't know what they're going to do when they get to the like official playoffs after this play-in round, but I think that if they do, if they do, yep. Um, but I think they will. I think okay. they're going to take Columbus. I think that the Columbus that upset Tampa last year and got in and put the Bruins to five games or whatever it was last, you know, those that I don't think this Columbus team is that the Columbus That's, team. And I think that when put up against a Leafs team, that is a, I, I chirp them as much as anybody, but they are a good hockey team and they have good players. And I think that the good players on the Leafs are better than the good players on, um on the Columbus blue jackets. Right down to, and Columbus is also a team that is in the same position as the last couple we talked about, where it's like they don't have a clear cut number one, mm-hmm. but they're they're running a tandem, and it's kind of hard to see who that clear number one is going to be. And so, if the Leafs, if if Freddie's playing well, and the Leafs put up a good game one or two, 
then then you're kind of stumbling and going, okay, what goalie do we go with for game three? And, and yeah, that's and kind that, of where I'm, they're at. So that's, you know, that's the best case on scenario for Leafs fans. I uh, I am excited for this. It's you know, it's refreshing to see anybody in the in an opening round that's not the Boston Bruins <laughs> because it's you know it's, e- yeah each well, and mean, other, that, each and every year it's fucking death by a thousand paper cuts on this yeah. show for me. You know, it's, it's the second like, year. It's, it's the second year. I know. Year, it's but it's like Charlie Brown with the football. Like, well, my buddy, my buddy Joel, who the last several years, Joel and I have a running steak dinner bet, where uh, it's steak dinner and a case of beer to whoever's team wins because he is also a Leafs fan. And this year he refused. Oh. Um, oh no. He's refused the steak dinner and is just making it a case of beer bet because he's sick of feeding me. <laughs> Oh, wow. He's like, no, you get a case of beer and that's it. We're not messing around with steaks. I'm not taking you out somewhere for, and I've never made him take me out for, like, it's always just been a barbecue where you bring the steaks. And I would, uh, no, if, if, if I I, usually fucking cook it half the time. But, uh, you know, if it was like literally, if that bet was mine and the Leafs managed to do it, like if they managed to usurp the bro, I would literally have you feed me, like, here comes the airplane stuff. Like, I would, I would savor that. Yeah. Like, you have no idea. You have no, sweet suffering idea like oh i would God. just i would that would we'll be talk i about will it. say this we'll talk though. about it if, 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 if it, they come out of if um if that's a matchup yeah if that happens in this playoffs what happens if like and i like i have thought about so it's been a long layover and uh i put a lot of work into getting like back into run shape because i used yeah. to run 5k every game day yeah yeah so now i've got the playoffs i wanted to get up to 10k so i'm there but there's a lot of a lot of thinking like there's a lot of you know it's about an hour and 10 minutes each time you're at it i have done a tremendous amount of mental picturing that this is the monkey pie episode of the simpsons <laughs> in which i have been wishing for a leafs cup my entire life <laughs> and uh, i've had a death pact with like my dad and my brother that if they do it we drop everything and we go to the parade and yeah. none of it's, to have a parade. none of it's real <laughs> And it's like, you know, I have done a tremendous amount of thinking where it's like they do it and I'm sitting at my favorite bar, which is half empty because that's the rule right now. And most of my friends are like, yeah, I'd love to go, but, you know, we're not in the same bubble and we're trying to keep contact minimal. And I'm sitting there and like the fucking curb your enthusiasm music just plays. <laughs> yeah, and it's like well, you know this is what it is. Oh, so it's I'd but love I've, it. I've I've I also honestly, as, like even as a Bruins fan, I'd love it if this was the year for it to happen. If the fucked upness that is 2020 it, was the year the Leafs won the cup, but nothing could happen. There could be no yeah. parade. None of the fans are allowed to go to the games. It would just be so just. I'd and love, I've oh, also I'm pitched, such a prick for how much I want it to happen, but I really want. I I also pictured it. Like they want, they win one game in the playing round. It's like Jesus, that's it. That's yeah. I waited for March to get this back, and yeah. this is what I, you know, I yeah, pictured swept out by the fucking blue jacket. Imaginable, oh, like because yeah. fuck, like I said, I've been living it's, like a character of The Sims. I've got yeah. a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, if you, you can follow along, I'm sure I'll be tweeting about it once puck drops on Sunday. Uh, I think is that is is that it for this? Are we? What do you think? We got anything else? Oh yeah. Oh, we got more. All right. All right. We'll take a quick break then. Concussions and post-concussion syndrome are serious business. Whether you're a player, a concerned parent, a coach, a risk manager, or an executive, they're a major area of concern. Headcheck Health has developed software and services that improve the way concussions are assessed, 
tracked, and managed at all levels of sport. Their goal is to create a safer environment of play by giving better tools to the individuals responsible for documenting and assessing concussions and providing better data to administrators to make real health and safety improvements. HeadCheck currently works across the country with the Canadian Junior Hockey League, BC Hockey, Rugby Ontario, the Western Lacrosse Association, and more to advance their concussion management practices. If you're interested in learning more about how HeadCheck can help your team or organization, please visit HeadCheckHealth.com or email info at HeadCheckHealth.com. Yeah, so I think we will wrap it up there uh, and then come back to other stuff. We haven't talked about the Kraken. Yeah, we haven't talked Seattle about, 32 is have a name now. We, I like the white jersey, the road jersey more I than like, the other one. I like, I wanted to see the, the white jersey not be white, but that's just me. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, but I've actually tried it out myself because I, you know, I do some jersey mockups. And I can't get it to look right, so maybe, maybe, the, maybe the call. I, was I made. think they left no stone unturned. Uh, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk about a bunch more of this stuff in a few days. We're not going to leave it another four months. Be doing. Uh, be t- before we do another one of these, we're going to come back and uh, record very soon because there's going to be a bunch of hockey. So there's going to be a bunch of hockey to talk about, including more stuff that we missed. But uh, us, we do have to say something. Uh, so, yeah, over the weekend, I just want to mention, I want to close this episode with uh, giving all of my thoughts and all of my love to uh, the family of Eddie Shack, the friends of Eddie Shack as well, of course, and everyone that was touched by Eddie. Eddie came onto our program in uh, the fall. Uh, and yeah, I believe it was... October around there something like that and yeah. I mean for a guy to have won four Stanley Cups with the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, to just take two hours of his time tell stories have a lot of laughs and uh, really uh, stuck with some technical difficulties because we tried to bridge four phone calls together <laughs> yeah. and just had a, a, a blast um, for somebody who grew up with the the, the the mythical like I grew up terrified of airports and my brother gave me uh, my first solo trip. I went to Toronto when I was 14 years old. I was terrified of, you know, fucking everything up at an airport and not knowing my way around. And my brother gave me uh, uh, Clear the Shack, the, the first Eddie Shack book, and said, read this. This guy got around all of the major cities without being able to read when an era where NHLers were on their own to get to the rinks, on their own yeah. to travel and stuff like that. And I kid you not, every airport I've gone to, Heathrow, every fucking large airport I've ever been in, when I'm finding my gate and sipping a coffee, I think of Eddie Shack and uh, just being able to talk to him and tell him a, a condensed variation of that story was surreal to me. Um, and just everybody that had ever met Eddie Shack had a story of him. Somebody who follows me on Twitter was like, my great-grandfather or my grandfather didn't give a single fuck in the world about hockey, but he knew Eddie Shack because every Christmas he had to make sure he got to see Eddie when he was at the Christmas tree lot, stuff yeah. like that. So um, if anyone's listening and they're, you know, close to Eddie, related to Eddie, or anyone that's been touched by Eddie, I'm thinking about you, and uh, boy, we were lucky to have him. Uh, yeah, and I can't add anything to that that would be any better to what you just said. It meant so much to me to be able to, to, to chat to Eddie um, back in the fall. A huge thank you to uh, Ken. Ken, who, of course. Who also I send, I send thoughts to because I yeah. know that, um, that Ken had gotten really close to Eddie over the yeah. last little bit um, when they were working together on the book and stuff. So uh, thoughts go to Ken and the rest of Eddie's family and friends and anybody who knew him. Um, I, and like I said, we were lucky enough to have 
couple hours of, of talking to him on the phone and he was just the the, the sweetest guy and yeah. so fun and so funny and giving of his time and generous that way and uh yeah just just an incredible man and uh so grateful that we have I mean what to talk what to him. what other like think about it how is he not in the Hall of Fame I'll leave it on that four cups yeah same amount of cups Swain one cup winning goal On that. <laughs> on that, yeah. On that, we're going to be back in a, in a few days. We're going to change the tone completely here. Yeah, cause, and, cause yeah we'll, instead we'll, of leaving it on a you know, uh, super you know, sad note. Um, I'm excited to watch 12 hours of hockey, maybe more. I know. It's going to be Maybe more gonna on It's going to be amazing. Um, I'm really looking forward to all the hockey. And I have, like, you know, obviously, like I'm, I'm excited for a bunch of other stuff, too. Uh, the fall's coming. I like the fall... Halloween things. I've oh, got yeah. my book that you probably heard uh, something about earlier because I think I'm going to drop in an ad for my book because oh, pre-sales nice. are coming up soon. So nice. I think I'm going to start pushing pre-sales even though it has nothing to so do with I'm hockey. So I'm the only one that, you know, affiliated with this pod that hasn't written a book. And you should. Um, <laughs> you should. You, you write <laughs> the a good book, angriest Leafs handbook fan book. There's ever. already we've already had a guest on the show who's had, wrote a book called yeah. "This Team Is Ruining My That's Life." That's true. I <laughs> so can't. let's 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 watch the angriest Leafs fan. That's true. I don't um, know what compete with with that one. But yeah, so uh, keep an eye out for that sort of stuff. You can find out more by following me uh, at Hickey Common Mike. There'll be stuff about this and the book and other things that are happening with me um, and other projects I'm working on uh, coming up very soon. If you want to follow my descent into the largest groove a Chesterfield could possibly have over this weekend, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Smokes and Doors. You can find me at Instagram. I'm the same person there, too. And uh, I, I'm going to try to document it as much as I can uh, about how much fun I'm having watching 10, 12, who knows? Maybe some of these go to overtime. Maybe we get 14 hours of hockey in a day. And now that we're coming back, we're going to post a lot more back to 3MI podcast yeah. uh, everywhere, uh, which we hadn't been doing too much of. Um, but keep an eye out for all that good stuff. Um, all the things coming through that. But also, you know, give us some feedback. Uh, there's ways to send messages. Now we've moved the, the show over to Anchor, and Anchor has like a message thing. Um, you can reach out to us, DM us, whatever you want to do. Um, send us stuff because, you know, the show's back. It, it, it's going to be different. We're still figuring out how it's going to be different, uh, what you guys want, what you guys don't want, what you want more of, what you want less of, uh, how we can kind of do things in interesting ways. So just kind of let us know. We're, this yeah. is a new season of the show for us. We're excited um, to see where it's going. Um, and a huge shout-out uh, as we leave you, uh, before we're going to be back next week, or n- not even next week, but like... Probably in three days. Uh, to shout-out you more about hockey, we're going to leave you with a tune uh, from our good buddies in All Alone who just released a video for this track. Uh, this is uh, Highway 2, Calgary Nothing. Uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. See you guys.